What's up, everybody? This is your host, Rafi Husseini and Talha Javed. We are back with another episode of 2325 Fit. Today, we will be talking about the most basic, the most, I would say, needful thing. I don't know if that's a word, but most needful thing uh, that we need in today's day and age, especially with COVID, people staying at home and worried about their fitness. Uh, today, we're going to cover nutrition, water, calories, different types of calories, different types of food. Uh, what you can do, even if you're not active, what you can do nutrition-wise to save the best health and best shape of your life. Tala, how's it going with you, man? Everything's good. Just getting back into this fitness stuff. As yeah. you know, I told you today was my first day back in a while, so feeling good. Now you look good, man. You look good for someone who hasn't been in that in a while. You know, you you um, look good. And I think for the most part is because, like we were talking earlier, is... Uh, how your nutrition plays a role and how you feel, even if you're not working out, even if you're not in that fitness zone, you know, if you're yeah. eating proper foods, because I know that, you know, you were tracking your bulk phase and then now you're trying to track. So you were purposely eating all the unhealthy food and now you're eating kind of healthier and, you know, you see that difference. So yeah, really good. So yeah, yeah, I think one thing we can start, one thing we'll talk about to start off with is the basic, you know, like people always ask and they have this question, oh, what are calories? Like, you know, is it a food? Is it a, is it a something that comes in food? And then uh, it's always a misconception that calories is something that you gotta, you gotta like watch what you're eating. But the whole idea behind a calorie or what a calorie is, is that it's just a unit of measurement, measuring your expenditure. So to put it in perspective, basically calories is a food uh, let's say if, if some food has a uh, 300 calories, right? So that's the amount of expenditure energy your body is going to use to absorb or digest that food, basically. So when you work out, when you say you, you drink a can of soda, it's 200, 300 calories, and then you go for a cardio bike, walk, walk or run or whatever it is for an hour and you burn 300 calories. So you're basically burning off that. That's what it means. Burning off the, the pop and the soda that, that, uh, that people eat. So I think it's more of what you eat and what you burn and the calorie is just a unit of measurement. And then people always have this misconception of like, Oh, but this is good calories. You know, I ate like 10 different salads today and it's all like, so now the total is 3000 calories. Now, Oh, it's all good calories. Right. And then they'll be like, Oh, but I had like a whole slice of pizza or maybe even a whole pizza by myself. That's a bad calorie. So, I think to differentiate between that is this is what I think, you know, you can definitely share your thought on this, but I don't think, but how do you, how do you track your calories? How do you know how many calories are in whatever you're looking at? Right. So, Oh, that's a very good point. So is there's like no, there's not, there's like no approximate, right? Any person or any, let's say right now for me personally, I use my fitness app, my fitness pal. That's an app which I use to track my calories. Now, even in that app, it's estimate, you know? So for you to find what calories you're eating, right? It has to be, uh, let's say you want to lose weight. So this is a scientific number that there, it ranges from 10 to 12. So let's say you're sedentary, you don't have any activity and you're starting to lose weight. So you would put your body weight, uh, multiply that by 12. Again, it ranges from 10 to 12, depending on your activity level. And that would be your deficit. This is what we call our calorie deficit, which is basically eating less calories than your body is used to. 
Now, let's say you want to maintain your weight. So at this point, maybe you're eating 3,000 calories and you multiply your body weight by 15, which is again a scientific number, not by me or Talha. Uh, you get your maintenance weight. So as, when you eat specifically at that number, you will maintain that weight regardless of what you do, you know? Maybe if you do a little bit more cardio, a little bit more workout, you might lose weight. But if you eat at that, if you literally eat at that number and don't do anything, you're always going to be the same. And then if you want to bulk, you know, you want to gain muscle, put on size, whatever it is, you multiply your body weight by 16 to 18. That's another range based over your activity. And then you eat more than you're supposed to, to put on mass, muscle mass, and weight, whatever yeah. it is. And to give you an example, basically, of like what to expect per day, be around. 2,000 to 3,000 is generally where it's at, unless if you have some extreme low, really low or really high. And to get back to the MyFitnessPal thing, that's really helpful in, uh, as a, being a, a tool for working out. That's how I started too, um, because as a lot of people know and hear, diet nutrition is like what, 90 or I don't know, they say like 70, 80% of whatever your gains in your, so having that tool helps you tremendously because literally you can type in, I had biryani today, like a bowl of biryani or something like that. Or more easier, like you can see a box with like a barcode on it and scan it for the day. And at the end of the day, it'll give you a better idea. And over time, you don't have to use it as much, but it'll tell you like how much a bowl of cereal is, a slice of pizza. I don't recommend eating that stuff, but they give you an idea. It tells you all that stuff. And at the end of the day, you can see also the macros, meaning the protein, fats, and carbs you're having for the day. So it's an easy way to track all that stuff in an app rather than you having to mentally write it down and look up the stuff. Right, no, no, that's a very good point because, and one thing is that when I personally started doing this, right, it actually gave me perspective of the perspective of the food. Like I would eat a plate of biryani or two plates of biryani and be like, oh, you know, it's just one or two plates, whatever. But when I put that number, even though it's approximately, it's like four or 500 calories and that kind of freaked me out. I was like, I'm eating a lot more than I should be, you know? That's very good for you to have data of what, what you're putting in your body right in front of you. You know, you can't mentally really um, mentally really know what you're eating, which we'll cover in this episode as well, which is intuitive eating. So mm-hmm. moving on, let's talk about let's talk about the good and bad calories, right? I kind of jumped the gun out there, but it's a good thing you brought me back to finding the calories. So let's talk about the good and bad calories. So as I was mentioning earlier, you could eat a salad and you can eat a pizza and that in a, in a normal person's definition would be a good calorie and a bad calorie but really when it comes to your whole fitness journey whole fitness aspect there is no such thing as a good calorie or a bad calorie per se when it comes to uh, losing weight or like just the specific fitness aspect of it but the only part that plays a role is when you start seeing that your body feels different for example, you're going to eat a salad, you know, rice, broccoli, chicken, the basics every single day versus you eating burger, pizza, cookies, ice cream every single day, which I'm not saying is bad. You know, I mean, don't eat it every single day. You can have space for it in your diet, but you'll see a huge difference that your body is very lazy, slow, lethargic when you eat all these processed foods, oily foods, sugar foods versus when you eat these whole foods, you know, and that's where the good and bad calories play a role because you don't want your body like every able-bodied person is working has family they have like tons of things to do like if you're not in the fitness industry if you're not bodybuilding you're not like that's not your primary goal you have a life to live and if you're not able to pick up those energy levels from good sources of food 
the bathroom surfers are gonna like make you dread and then that eventually leads to the point where you're like oh man i'm eating this many i'm already eating low calories and i'm enjoying these food but my i'm like not energetic i'm not having the best time like what do i do so i think there's no good or bad food good or bad calorie nothing's off limits when it comes to losing weight it's just 80 percent of your time it's recommended you know 80 percent of your time is whole food you know salads Green, yeah, right. and to add on to that real quick, what you're talking about, the whole foods versus other foods, I guess you could call them processed as well. That means like your body takes longer to, to digest and uh, kind of absorb that food. So that longer process takes up more time for your body. That's where I guess the dragging and the laziness comes in as well. Also to refuel your body, you want the easiest foods your body can digest to absorb them faster, which is like the whole foods you're mentioning. Um, and then once again, I think something important to mention is um, Everybody's different. Their body is different. So something that might be right for me, maybe you have to experiment something that's right for you one, two, three, four, maybe 10 times, and then you find out whatever it is. Um, so anyways, everybody's different. Whatever we say might be working for us, but there's different theories or approaches out there. Like some people intermittent fast and they start eating at like 2 p.m. and stop eating at 8 p.m. in the day and they restrict their calories to maybe 1,800 per day, but they eat whatever the heck they want. Maybe that works for them but it won't work for you or someone else. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think one good point that you brought up is like, and for some people, when they eat like a whole wheat pita, bagel, whatever it is, you know, they get gut issues and that makes them bloated. So it's really different, as you said, person to person, body to body. And when it comes to like really dieting and like going on a specific diet, there's so many out there. You know, there's keto, there's carb cycling, there's paleo. There's intermittent fasting, like you mentioned. Again, it's really, really, the, the baseline of all these diets is that it puts you in a caloric deficit. And that is the only, only, only way. I cannot emphasize more on this because I know people who watch this, the two people who watch this, by the way, there's, there's two people, a joke I got from my friend Ahmed Chima and his friend doing their podcast. So shout out to them. They will be like, you know, oh, but I'm doing keto and I'm not losing weight. These people will be like, I'm doing keto and I don't lose weight. I'm doing this, I don't lose weight. I'm like, you're doing whatever you're doing, but you're eating still more calories. You know, there's a whole difference between a whole difference between dieting properly versus the food you eat. So I think that's very, very important point that you said that for every person, they have to find what works for them, what's best for them, and they can not compare their diet and their lifestyle to the person. Like even for me and you, I cannot be like, why you eat? Let's say you eat pizza and you are lean for the whole year. I mean, you wish that was the case, but <laughs> let's say if that, that happened, and I'm like, why can't I do that? Well, because my body just didn't absorb the food, you know, genetics, it's a lot of things that play a factor in it. So that's, yeah, that's really then, brought up. To go along that as well, um, and to go along with what we were talking about as well, just because the same thing for me doesn't work for everyone else, that doesn't mean you have to start from scratch. You could take these blueprints that have worked for other people, like you mentioned keto diets or whatever it is, try them out. And when something starts working for you, as you get experienced, tweak those even more to work for yourself. And then you have a modified plan and you know what you're doing as well. So to add on. Now, before we move on to talking about, you know, healthy eating habits, how water intake plays a role. And we can, we're definitely going to be covering about like how uh, snacking is like an evil uh, evil when it comes to dieting. One thing I will mention is that whatever diet you choose to follow, make sure it is a diet that's sustainable. You know, you can't follow a diet for a month and get off it because 
those kind of diets, they'll put you off weight for that one month, you'll lose weight. But then when you go back to your regular eating habits, you put the weight back on. So pick whatever diet it is that's sustainable for you. You know, if you if you can if you can see yourself doing a diet for like more than three months, more than six months, more than a year, then that is your diet. And that's a diet that's gonna be sustainable for the rest of your life, basically. And a perfect example of that is for me, if I do like a no carb diet for like two months, the day or two that I start eating carbs, I will gain at least five to 10 pounds within that next two weeks. So that's a perfect example. Yep, that's, that's, that's a very good example. That's, that's what happens to a lot of people. And now this, all this comes under the idea of healthy eating. You know, you, you, the whole idea of you starting a fitness journey, trying to lose weight, getting in shape is that you shouldn't despise your life. You shouldn't hate your life. You shouldn't be like, oh man, I'm ruining my, my, uh, my taste buds. I'm not eating. I'm eating bland food. I'm not eating the food I enjoy. But the idea is that you have to build a healthy relationship with food. You know, you have to love the process as they all say, you know, you can't just be like one time thing and be done with it. You have to understand what foods you enjoy and find alternatives to those foods, find alternatives there, there's a healthy option for every single thing out there. And everything at this point is pretty much affordable for anyone that's actually wanting to do it. So this all falls under the aspect of healthy eating. You don't want to have where you're dieting for the rest of your life and you just feel weird or you just feel like a really, really like, like for example, to be specific, people have like guilt, tri guilt trips. You know, they feel guilty that, oh, I had a pizza today. I had an ice cream today. And then they just like beat themselves up in the gym next day, like trying to burn out, burn those like. I've seen that so much. Calories so often. That develops a really unhealthy relationship with food. Because at this point you're like, oh, this is like off limits for me. You know, I can't have this, but even though I want to. And you're just fighting your mental state for no reason. If you want to have a slice of pizza, go ahead and have a slice of pizza, you know, but track it and keep track of it and make sure it's under your calories. And like I said, anything and everything, is nothing is off limits when it comes to dieting and food. And and uh, I think one other thing that I would really, really like know really notice with people is that they always start to fall off track when they go like, oh, I did this for a week. It's not working for me. Or it's it's something that I don't like. I can't do this anymore. Okay, that's that's completely fine. That's why you have to go ahead and pick what's best for you. You know, you have to find what works for you, like we mentioned, and you have to be more approachable towards what suits for yourself. If there's a coach, if there's a fitness trainer that's telling you a specific diet, you have to let them know that you don't like this food. These are your food allergies, or you want pizza, or you want thing. Bodybuilders, again, we'll, in the future episodes, we will cover all these aspects, but bodybuilding is a whole different ball game. You know, you need to be very strict, even to the minute, like, how much water you drink. That makes a difference. With that being said, let's talk about water. Uh, what I was going to say was, uh, you know, this should not be a struggle and that mindset, that example you gave about having food like pizza and relating that to this is bad, like I have to work this off the next day instead of just having one cheat day a week where you can eat whatever you want, maybe that one meal. But similarly, it doesn't have to be a tough route. Um, and just like your workouts, if you don't like, let's say running, maybe you could ride a bike, you could swim, play basketball, whatever that is, and burn those calories, get that fitness in, your body blood flowing. Similarly to food, if you don't like, uh, let's say, 
a chicken, a chicken breast every day. Maybe you can have turkey, salmon, some other stuff. So there's a way that you can, you know, have interest in what you're eating, enjoy it and switch it up and to whatever you like. There's way, there's a lot of different ways to do all that. Absolutely. And there is, as I mentioned, again, I'm going to mention it just one more time, that there is an alternative for everything. You have options to choose from. And, you know, once you make this a process that you like, losing weight, not even losing weight, anything, building muscles, staying fit, becomes so easy. People don't realize that how easy it is. Now, with that being said, I'm, I'm going to talk really, really important about drinking water. You know, when let's assume we're talking about losing weight, just losing weight, nothing else. Okay. At this point, let's just focus on that. When you're losing weight, when you go in a caloric deficit, your body starts to fight. The reason why it starts to fight you is because you are giving your body less food. Basically, it's controlled starvation. As, as uh, if you look at it from a, from a proper approach, it's controlled starvation. You aren't starving yourself because there's no other way around it. You have to drop how much you eat because you have been eating so much for entirety of your life that you put on weight and you don't even know. So when you start dropping, that calorie now your body is struggling to survive and that's gonna kick in with like hunger pangs and you will get so hungry pretty often maybe you might even not be able to sleep a few nights because of hunger now water plays a huge role when it comes into this and Paula, you can speak for yourself you can you can you can talk about this as well and i'm pretty sure you've seen this as i've seen that when you see people in the gym you know bodybuilders and stuff they're carrying like gallons and gallons of jugs with them you know and the yeah. reason for that is not because they drink that much water and like and like uh, doing the workout sessions, that's their whole worth of day. Well, some even drink two. That's because they are in a deficit. They're cutting weight. They're cutting fat. And water helps uh, helps keep you full. You know, you eat, drink water before food, drink water after food, drink water between meals throughout the day. I would recommend half a gallon to a gallon if you can. Is it keeps you full, and that is one of the best ways to to fight hunger because if you keep getting hungry, you keep giving into your hunger and you will eat more than you need to. And then you're going to fall back into the cycle of what we talked about having the struggle or the mental dissatisfaction of man. Like I had a good day of deficit. Now I ate so much and it's, it's pretty much, you know, over for me. For a lot of people, it might not be to keep it, keep it full, but rather not be dehydrated and better performance as well. Uh, hmm. With your muscles being hydrated, you do perform a lot better. An example being if you run a mile without water, uh, well, I think a lot of people, let's say 5K, which is like 2.5 or 3.5 miles or something. But if you run long distance without water, you get fatigued a lot faster. But let's say you keep hydrated, you have more energy throughout the mile, whatever the long run is. So there's different reasons, a lot of benefits for that water you're talking about throughout the day to drink. And I think the recommended is like eight cups or eight glasses for an average person. That's not as active as we like let's say an athlete and playing basketball every day or soccer or something like that you all need they need a lot more water than that absolutely and that brings me one one point before i move on to uh snacking is of water the most percentage of it is made of water so when you work out and it's recommended that during the workout if you drink a good amount of water it gives the energy to to uphold your workout you know so that, that's a really good point that you bring and one of the things that Water helps with it is avoid, it helps you avoid snacking, which by the way, snacking is like the worst evil, in my opinion, when it comes to losing weight, you know, you have a pack of, and I would say never 
if, if you're on a diet or not on a diet, <laughs> try to avoid eating as much as you can things out of a packet. You know, let's say you have these assorted things. You just put your hand in, you grab it and you eat it. But when you look at the, when you look at the actual serving size, it says 30 almonds is 200 calories. Now in that, first of all, you have like maybe 40, 50, or even a 60, like two What's servings. What's an almond? An almond? Oh, an almond, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are going to have a lot of those issues. So, so g- keep catching on that a lot. And good. I know you're paying attention. No, but I, I get your point 100%. Because let's say I open up a bag of chips right now and I get a craving. I'm going to have a few. Before I know it, I'm going to eat half the bag and then three-fourths of the bag and be like, oh, shoot, I just finished the whole bag. And that's not just once. Let's say you do that throughout the week, multiple times a day. It all adds up fast. And those the progress you were making will slowly slow down and then turn the opposite way where instead of making like, let's say, weight loss, you start gaining weight. So exactly what you're saying is 100% correct. Right. And, and I, think, I think people don't realize that a smart way to do it is like, okay, instead of eating two bags of chips, just go and get yourself a burger. You know, it's, my, it's pretty much the same calorie, but you're at least eating a filling food because no matter how much you snack, you can finish packs and packs of chips, almonds, nuts, peanuts, whatever it is, and you're never going to get full because they're just, that's just the kind of food they are. You know, and that's why like, well, like, like I mentioned before, this water, if you drink water or let's say you have snacks and you have healthier snacks, you have celery sticks, you have hummus, you have uh, Greek yogurt, you have cottage cheese, you have oats, you have so many different options that you can choose from to eat rather than snacking on the same nuts and all these other things. I'm not saying nuts are bad, you know, nuts have really good fat, nuts are highly recommended, you know, almonds, cashews, uh, peanuts, peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter. These are very, very good things to have, but in moderation because they're really, really high in fat and therefore their calorie intake is, is pretty big. So I would say avoid snacking. And if you can't avoid snacking, get healthier, low calorie alternatives that even if you absentmindedly eat a whole bunch of, you still wouldn't go like crazy amount of calories over it. And then this whole thing also to add on, um, is experimentation like once again we keep saying but once you come up with like a when we say a meal plan it's nothing like so strict and you need to be like a professional it's just a meal plan literally just means planning out what you're going to eat in a day and trying to be consistent with that throughout the week so anyways the snacking idea maybe you can figure out a meal plan that makes keeps you full uh meaning let's say you eat four meals a day or five meals a day and throughout those meals, you find out protein keeps you full longer and something you enjoy. Now, if you make a chicken breast or a turkey or salmon and you have larger portions, but also keeping that caloric, you know, whatever your goal is for the day, um, you know, keep, keep to those foods and that'll keep you full longer rather than having smaller portions and then you want to snack in between meals and then you start eating, eating too many snacks. So it's all about experimenting and a lot of different options out there. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, when you, when you identify uh, your portions, right, what you like and what you, and you incorporate in the meal plan, it's easier if you keep it consistent every single day. You know, if you, when people, like you said, people talk about meal plans, they think that oh, they have to cook like 50 different things for the whole week. Well, you don't, you can literally cook the same thing every single day. It's easier for you to track. It's easier for you to keep an idea of. And I would highly recommend that get things, uh, 
get things that you can track, you know, get things that have calories on them, get things that, let's say, if you're getting chicken breast cut or you're getting steaks cut, get them in specific ounces so that way you know exactly how much you're eating. You can't just be like, I want to have a half, half, half a whole chicken right now in this meal and then you're like a chicken leg and like another meal. So you don't know. You're going to be all over the place. So that goes back into um, tracking your calories, as we mentioned. Now, a lot of people have this, have this issue or have this question. Even myself, I think, I used to think about it so many times that do I have to track calories? You know, do I, can I just eat whatever I want and still lose weight? People do that, yes, but those people, there's two types of people that do that. Number one, either they're just extremely skinny with like fast metabolism, so it doesn't matter what they eat, they're just burning it off. Or the people who have specific goals and specific and have like experience, years of experience and they have got to their goals. You know, they're like elites and experts in their field, for example, bodybuilders, CrossFit athletes, any of their sports athletes, because they know what their body is. Or actually, there are three kinds of people. The third kind of person is the one who has a luxury to have a person exactly track all that for them and they just eat. So, go, so for you to have a specific goal, if you want to maintain your weight, if you want to, if you want to lose weight, if you want to build muscle and, you know, put on weight, there's no other way for you to go around it, but to track your calories. Once you have done this for, in my, in my opinion, in my experience, once you have done this over the years, uh, you actually get a very good idea of what specific food has and what specific food you like how much calories each food has and at that point that's when the intuitive eating part comes in where you're just eating when you feel hungry but at the same time you know what you're eating i eat anywhere from like two to three chicken breasts maybe or that substitute from like two chicken breasts one steak salmon sometimes or greek two greek yogurts and now i've been doing this for a couple of years now and right right while i'm talking to you guys back of my head i can tell you with my three chicken breasts and two Greek yogurts and five egg whites and oats, I'm, I eat that, that number itself is close to 1200 to 1500 calories, you know? And for me to maintain my weight, I have to eat more than that. I have to eat like more than 2000 calories a day. So the remaining things I, I fill it with, with nuts, with other protein sources, but this 1500 calories that I know is because over the past couple of years, I've been tracking diligently. So now, even if I eat them on a day that I don't track, I know how much I've eaten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So similar to that, like over the years, it's just like, it's like a go-to meal plan for the day. For me, it's, it's typically the meats I eat, the carbs I like to eat on a clean diet. The meats would be chicken or salmon. That's my go-to. Turkey, if I can find it available because I use the Bija only, but uh, chicken and salmon. So the way I switch it up and keep it interesting, I guess you could say for, for breakfast, I don't do that. I keep eggs. So it's something different. It's not like it's bland and the same thing over again. So I eat eggs. And that's another thing, again, experimentation. So some people eat whole eggs and then some people make, uh, mix in egg whites because the cholesterol or whatever theories we have. For me, I would put two whole eggs and then have four egg whites into there making six complete eggs. That would be the protein source. Uh, alongside that, it might be like a wheat bagel. And typically for me, what I noticed is wheat or any kind of brown rice is a lot better in the long run rather than those white sticky kind of, so basmati rice, like that kind of rice is good for me, even though it's white. But then uh, if you go eat Chinese food, you have like the sticky rice. I noticed that is not as good for my body for some weird reason, experimentation. So breakfast would be like a wheat bagel, 
with cheese and eggs. Some, for some reason, cheese is also not that bad as people think. It actually sometimes helps you out. Um, then for lunch, uh, late lunch or dinner or something would be protein sources. And typically those meals are pretty much the same. I usually have a big, like three fourths of the plate would be maybe spinach as much as I used to hate spinach. <laughs> um, now I love spinach, but that's because I add stuff to it, like carrots, mushrooms, uh, banana peppers, some kind of dressing that helps me get filled as well. Then I would have chicken, ground chicken, ground beef occasionally, but I try to stay away from beef. And then the side would be quinoa or brown rice. Like I said, just repeat it. Or on days that I get really bored, I'll just have like whole grain pasta with a healthy sauce, not just some, because a lot of those like pasta sauce have a lot of sugar in them. You got to keep track of that as well. But anyways, the main thing for me, I noticed was keeping track of the meat and the carbs for the day and then switching it up like breakfast is eggs. The next one be salmon. The next would be chicken. Stuff like that helped me a lot. And that's, and that's uh, a lot of it comes from your staple. You know, when you're on a fitness journey, when you do a grocery list, a lot of fitness coaches will give you that, you know, me and Talha, we have a grocery list that we do for our specific goals. And once you get those, once you get the grocery for the month, for the week, or however, however you do it, you can literally mix it up. You know, you can literally put, put it up in a way where you know it. And when you're doing that for so long, you know exactly how much you're eating. You know exactly what you're eating. You know exactly how much you're putting in the body. Like there's certain days that, that uh, uh, I eat way little than what I'm supposed to. But there's certain days that I eat a lot. Now, that's another example. The reason why I'm giving the example is because it's not as difficult as people think. Sometimes people think that, oh, I ate 1,800 calories for five days in a week. And now the weekend comes in, I've eaten like 35 3,500 calories per day, which is realistically not possible unless you eat crazy all day because it's 500 calories deficit to lose a pound, 500 calories in bulk to gain a pound. So what I would recommend for those kind of people is that let's say instead of eating 1,800 calories, you eat 1,400 calories two, three days, or you eat maybe just a little bit uh less maybe 1200 calories you know but remember 1200 calories is very very low for for an average person you know, who's doing a lot of activity so you don't want to go extremely low but then you make up for those calories on the weekend at the end of the day the best part and the beautiful part about this whole tracking process is like the weekly calories make a difference you know you can you can eat as much as you want in one day but then you can you have to balance it up throughout the day to make sure you're hitting your calorie goal for the week and your your weight goal as well. And then to add on something from my side is you learn along the way. So small cheap things here and there. What I mean by that is like hot sauce, for example. It doesn't have many calories at all. But if you use hot sauce as something to flavor, to switch up the flavoring or whatever it is, it helps. It goes a long way. Secondly, if you change up the textures and flavors of the foods, meaning if today I I don't know, have scrambled eggs. Tomorrow I have an omelet. Just switching up that small thing makes a big difference when you're doing this consistently. And it's more enjoyable that way. Personally, I figured for myself. No, that's a very good point because as you mentioned, hot sauce, mustard. Mustard has very low to, I think, no calories. Relish. Relish sometimes has very less calories. There's a lot of zero calorie options out there. You mentioned about the pasta sauce. You know, a regular pasta sauce like the Alfredo has like maybe 200 calories per two, three tablespoons. You know? And of course, you don't put two, three tablespoons in in, in your meal you're gonna put like probably half of it but <laughs> yeah. but but uh that those things actually make a make a huge difference today was to give an idea of what calories are 
why it's so easy for you to start this journey and why it's not difficult as people think. Like, for example, Estelle had mentioned cheese is not bad, avocado is not bad, nuts are not bad, butter is not bad. It just depends on how moderate and how excessive uh, and, and how much in excess you are eating these things. But before we sum up everything, you, uh, is there anything you want to add on, Taha? No, that's, that's pretty much it for me. So, let's sum it up for the audience, right? We talked about finding your caloric number, which is if you're in a deficit, you have to multiply by 12. If you're in a maintenance, multiply by 15. If you're in a bulk, 16 to 18, that's the range. Number two, there's no good and bad calories unless and until it's making a difference in the way your body feels. Number three is you have to track your food if there is a specific goal. You can't just expect to wake up one day and eat everything you want and hope that your weight won't go up or down. You have to track your food. There are so many, so many people that are, uh, actually majority, 90% of the people I would say, under track their calories and under track the activity they're doing. You know, so the best way to do it is just track is like, forget your activities for the moment, but your nutrition is dialed in, it'll do you good in the long term. So keep a track of what you're eating because a lot of people under eat, a lot of people overeat unexpectedly. And number four, I would just say that there's just, there's, there are just certain tools and things that you need to get on a fitness journey. You know, first of all, get an app, which is free, the MyFitnessPal. Uh, <laughs> We're not sponsored by my, my fitness panel or anything. So <laughs> that's what we use. Um, number two, I would say get a measuring, a scale, uh, a kitchen scale, a kitchen yeah. scale. It allows you to measure your meats, cooked, uncooked, your oats, your grains, everything. Again, as we talked about earlier, getting things sliced in halves or in exact measurements, you know exactly what you're doing. So these are like the fourth, four key things to keep in mind starting the fitness journey. Uh, it's calories, nutri uh, calories, your water intake, and basically keeping your healthy habits, eating your habits very healthy, nutritious food 80% of the time, unhealthy junk food, cheat days 20% of the time. But thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Take care.